what are your interactions with Dan Schneider been like? Uh, they've been very good, very supportive. You know, he's he's been tremendous. He really has. He's been around uh, occasionally, and when he is, um, we visit. We just talk and converse, and you know, he just wants to make sure we have everything we need. We have the things that we need to, to, to go forward and be successful. Are you are you entertaining trade offers for the number two pick? We are looking at everything. Everything is possible. Everything is an option. Um, what we do, we're going to we're going to decide as a group, and we'll go forward from there. Are you happy with the fact that your quarterback and main wide receiver have rapport with each other already? Absolutely. Very, very, very excited about that. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to, to, to have a group of young players that can grow together. Uh, that's one thing I find exciting. And um, it's one of the things that really kind of drew me to this, this roster is there's a group of young guys, especially in the last three drafts, that have played a lot of football uh, out of necessity. Um, they've taken their lumps. They've learned a lot. And uh, now it's going to be up to us to, to teach and train these young men as we go forward. Hey, Coach, what do you like about Haskins so far, and what do you want to work on? Well, I think one of the things that, you know, Dwayne's done is he's been around. I mean, uh, you know, he's in the building. He'll pop by, say, say hello and wave at you and go get his workout in. Uh, he's been around a, a group of, uh, of, of guys that do that, and so he's learning from their example. Um, and one of the things that he and I talked about specifically is that he just continued to, to, to grow as, as a young man, as a person. Do you already have a replacement for Jordan Reed on the roster, or is this what the draft is for? This, this is what the draft is for. You know, we, we've got to look at a lot of things right now. We have a lot of options as far as, re, you know, replacing the players that we've lost. Um, but, you know, we'll see how things go. And, again, you just never know. Sometimes the answer's on your roster as well. It's ever been like getting to know Kyle Smith more It's been very good. It really has. You know, i got a little bit of a background with his father, uh, A.J., um, Kyle has his own way of doing things. He's got his own personality, and it's been really good. Um, Kyle is a, a guy that's always looking to, to talk about things. You know, he, he's, he's, he's been great. He really has, and, and things have been very fluid with him. And, you know, as we've, uh, we've gone through, um, you know, he, we went through our, our roster evaluations, which we did February 10th. Uh, we went through the entire roster and, and all three phases, which I thought was very good. Uh, then we turned around and um, you know had a little prep uh, last week for, for, for the combine and, and he did a great job with that for uh, for all the coaches for myself as well. Um, he's uh, he's a guy that does his due diligence. He works very hard, extremely hard, and, and I've been very pleased with it. I think our relationship is very very good, very strong. Although there's millions of Washington Redskins fans, there's hardly any conformity. They're at each other's throats constantly on. You know, Facebook, Twitter, other things like that. Do you believe your coaching and the fact that you bring a winning mentality can bring some conformity to the Washington Redskins fan base? Well, I just hope the fan base comes back out and cheers for us because you know we can't do this by ourselves. We need them to rally around us. We need them, you know, support us. And but at the same time, we got to put a product out there they're willing to come out and, and support. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be entertaining, and uh, you know, be, it'd be good to have uh, have the fans behind us. Ron, you said that you guys have looked at all three phases on the roster and come up with your assessment there. What is your assessment? Well, we do have some strengths, and we feel very good about those strengths, and we're going to continue to, to, to work to develop those strengths. Um, you know, a guy I used to work with always used to say, make your, your, your strength stronger. So uh, we're going to most certainly look at all those things. Uh, we have several positions that we feel do feel we've got to add to. Uh, we're going to look at those positions. We're going to look at those positions in the draft and in free agency. Um, you know, one of the things that in talking with Kyle and his guys, you know, we feel that there's enough out there to be able to, try and meet some of those needs you know the big mistake is you got to be real careful that you don't try to fill them all just to fill them you've got to make sure you're filling them with quality and that's one of the things that we talked about as far as the free agency is right now um, you know it doesn't open for a couple more weeks a few more weeks actually uh, but we've also talked about making sure that we've identified those positions and we've looked at them and, and we've had the coaches evaluate those positions for us the, the names that are on the list that Kyle and his guys provided us we've looked at those guys 
and we've done the same thing with the draft. You know, we've identified uh, the strengths uh, in the draft. Um, a lot of them do fit uh, our, our need. So we feel pretty good about that as well, and we've evaluated those. Hey, Coach, your thoughts about the combine class without giving away too much anything you well, I think it's a good combine combine class, you know, in, in several positions. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, you've got to continue the evaluation process. This is still early. Um, one of the real good things about the combine that I truly do like is I appreciate the interview process. Unfortunately, I'm missing a couple of interviews because of you guys right now, but uh, I'll make those up. I'll call those guys and, and make sure I talk to them. Um, some of them will probably be guys that we may invite back on, on the 30 visit. Uh, some of them will be guys that will go out and watch uh, personally at, at some of their workouts as well. Were you able to find common ground with Trent Williams? Uh, Trent Williams and I have had our conversations. We've talked, and uh, again, that's a work in progress, and we'll see how things unfold. But, you know, again, it's just a, a fluid situation. Ron, how, does the, how does you inheriting a roster, you know, with a young quarterback like Dwayne, how does that impact how you view quarterbacks at the top of the draft tour or something like that? We're going to break everybody down. We're going to look at everything, um, and, and, and again, nothing is, nothing is, nothing, nothing is solid. Um, everything is fluid as far as our roster is concerned. We've got, you know, again, we've got an evaluation process we've gone through. Uh, we know what we'd like to do, and uh, we're going to go forward with those decisions. You know, and, and again, you guys will see how it unfolds. Coach, when you, you like? look at uh, how some of the young receivers in the league are performing, um, like Terry McLaurin in Washington, uh, DJ Moore in Carolina. Do you feel like receivers are getting to the league? more prepared than they were before, or do you think teams have a better handle on how to use the other I think it's a combination of things. I think team, teams are starting to understand, you know, how you use players. Um, but I also do think because the ball is being thrown so much in college football, uh, the receiver is, is learning to be an explosive guy. I also think the body types on the receivers are changing. I think they're getting bigger and stronger. I mean, there's there's a lot more guys that are coming up that are, that are coming out. You know that are that are are are, are ready to go and, and and they're dynamic players. The guys I think that people are really looking for are these bigger receivers that are dynamic with the ball in their hands. Do you look for bigger dynamic receivers from Division two or three colleges? So that way you can spend better draft picks in the draft from big name schools. Well, I think the biggest thing that you want to try and do more so than anything else is as you go through your draft process, you just want to make sure you're drafting the best guy. Whether it doesn't matter where they're from. Uh, more so than anything else. Now, if the guy is from a smaller school and you take him later in the draft or as a, as a preferred free agent, yeah, you're going to spend a little bit less so you can spend a little bit more on somebody else. Could I'm more and guys in college spending 100 snaps at three or four different positions. You had a guy like that, you know, Shaq. Mm -hmm. How much more important is position versatility, especially in the back coming from college to I got a couple of guys to tell you I like I like position flex. I really do, and I believe in it. I think position flexibility is huge. If a guy can play, uh, and, and I always talk about offensive linemen, because if they can go tackle, guard, guard, center, center, tackle, you, you've got you've got something special there. Um, and guys that do give you an option to move guys around, and also you won't have to tip your hand. Shaq was a great example. He was a guy that could play the nickel position for you and cover and run with with a lot of receivers. And then at the same time, go back into the box and play, uh, play the Sam linebacker position for you. That's an invaluable player. That's that's the kind of player that you look for uh, in the draft as a guy that has position flexibility. I think we have some guys that do have it at different positions. Um, I think the closest guy that we have, that, that this guy that I find very intriguing, is Cole Holcomb, a linebacker that, that uh, they drafted last year that Kyle found out of uh, North Carolina. He, he, he did a little bit of that for the team. He played out in space a little bit, came back into the box and played as a box uh, linebacker. So, you know, those are the kind of guys that you want 
again, because you want that position flexibility. You also, if you, if you don't have to rotate a guy off the field, if the guy can stay on the field, you can change your defense and your defensive philosophy and look almost instantaneously. But now you start rotating guys in, you tip your hand a little bit that, hey, you're going to your nickel package or you're going to call your nickel defense. You've been blessed to play and coach top premier running backs. What's your assessment of Adrian Pierce? Oh, I think Adrian is, is, is most certainly will be a, a first ballot. I really do. I mean, for everything he's done and the career he's had, I'm excited to have him on the football team. You know, we, we picked up his option for a reason. We believe guys like that have, have a value beyond playing. I mean, he's going to play some quality football for us. But who he is as a person, I think, is going it, it's, it's to resonate with our younger players. And they're going to see that this is how you do it. And if you do it this way, you have a chance to have the type of career he'd ask. Hey, Coach, you like the 50 had Tony Ely had a monster game. Do you think Montez Sweat has the ability to be that kind of player? I think Montez Sweat can be an impact player. I really do. He's got the skill set. He's a young man that, you know, again, we've got to work with, we've got to develop. Um, we got to find the fit for him in, within what we're doing. Um, you know, we are changing our, our defensive philosophy. We're a 4-3 front, um, which basically we, we, we've told our, we told the guys that have asked about it that uh, what we want is our D-line to play vertical. We want to attack vertical. We want to play the run on our way to the quarterback. And that's going to be our attitude and our philosophy. That's with that our front. Corey Peters kind of philosophy. You play the run on the way to the quarterback. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How do you replace a guy like Josh Norman on your back end? Well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, more so than anything else, is, is going to be the style of the way we play. We're going to try and replace them with guys that we have on the roster currently. We think we, we feel very good about some of these guys. We think these guys have the same type of skill set. The young guys that have to be trained, you know, we got a bunch of fourth-year guys that, that just need to play football. we got need to get those guys out on the field and develop them. You know, Josh was a tremendous talent. Um, you know, when he, when he came to Washington, you know, he, he was at the time the, the highest paid. He earned that, you know, when in Carolina, he earned that. And, and so I was very happy for him, um, you know, but looking where we are, I just feel now's an opportunity to play a lot of young players. Coach, what do you like about Dwayne? is one of the best players in his whole draft class. How do you weigh the potential of drafting a player like that or another team offering you two, three, four draft picks with a number two pick? Well, before we do anything with a number two pick, we've got to see what happens with the number one pick. So once that, that pick goes on, then we'll go from there. But, again, as I said, everything's an option. I mean, we, we, we're, you know, as far as in talking with Kyle, we've talked a couple of times already what, you know, situations potentially be. But the truth is we got to see what happens in front of us. What you saw from him in his rookie year and you go back and watch the tape, what do you see both strengths for him and maybe some things that you'd like to work on? Probably? Well, what's interesting was, and one of the, I've told a lot of people, one of the things that I really go back to is the way he played this, the, the, the Detroit game. You know, one thing everybody forgets, those early games before he became a starter, I, I didn't put a lot of stock into because those game plans weren't, weren't devised for him. But when you start looking at the games that they devised for him, then you try to see, you know, what they were trying to do with him, and then you watch him, and I've had a chance to go back and do that. I see some progress from the time he started the Detroit game to the very last game he played. I know he didn't play in the last one, but until he got hurt, you look at those things and you say, man, there's some growth there, and there's some potential for a young man to be the type of player that, you know, he can be. But the thing that excited me about the Detroit game was the fourth quarter, the two drives when they had to score. He was very calm. He was very calculated. He had he showed his poise. He showed his leadership. And he put them in position to win a football game. And that's what you want from your quarterback is a guy that gives you a chance to win, the guy that can help you win. You can win because of him, because of him and you can win with him. That's what's exciting. He's got that type of potential, but he's got to grow into it. And nothing will be given. He's not anointed. That's for doggone sure. I'm expecting him to come in and compete and work 
and we'll see what happens. Ron, what's the benefit, of course, to have assistant coaches you're familiar with, but in your case, you were able to get Cap Guy and Rob Rogers and Ryan Vermillion, the training staff. What's the benefit of, of having guys like that? Well, Joe, one of the things that I talked about was trying to, to develop a, a sustainable winning culture. You know, we had a little bit of that going for a while in Carolina. We had, we had a five good years stretch. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to, you know, through attrition, we were able to continue that. Um, but that's the starting point. You want to put people around you that ha are familiar with, you know, what you want, how you want it done. Um, and these are guys that were with me from the beginning. And so they have an understanding of what we want. And so we're going to go out and we're going to try and implement that. Um, one of the things that we had to do, we wanted to do, was, was redevelop the trust in the training room. I couldn't think of a better person than Ryan Vermillion. I really, truly couldn't. Um, I'm very fortunate. You know, this is, I'm going into my 34th year in the league, and, and, and I've been around a lot of good trainers. He really makes, you know, makes me believe that he is one of the, one of the best ones because of, of the way he works. Uh, Rob Rogers is a guy that, you know, after having hired him, it's been really interesting to hear some of the agents and some of the um, league personnel tell me, boy, you've got a really good guy in Rob. I never really knew, um, but I'm working a lot more closely with him now. Uh, he's a guy that I know uh, of and know who he is. So I'm excited about having him as, as part of it as well. Hey, Coach, after switching teams, what are your thoughts on, uh, frankly speaking, the outpouring of respect and also love people had for you and wanting to see you be with another team that quickly? Uh, I was very fortunate. I mean, I was in the place for, for nine seasons. And, you know, the one thing that we really did try to do is we did try to develop the, the right kind of culture. And I think that's what it speaks to, is that we did have the right kind of place. Um, you know, again, I, you know, some things happen that you can't continue. I understand that. I get that. But one thing we did try to do, one thing that I, I do want us to do while we're in Washington is we want to make sure as a team we give back to the community. We support them because we're, if we're asking them to support us, we're asking to come pay for a ticket, then we got to give them something back in return, which we will do. Coach, how do you feel about the 17-game schedule proposed for next year, and what is your assessment of the Rooney Rule? Well, I, I think the 17 games is, is, is something that's up to the, to, 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 to the big wigs. We'll let the league handle that and the Players Association. Um, but it'll be interesting. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I do think it's intriguing that they're going to—they're looking to expand the, uh, the the playoff roster. I think that's cool. I mean, the playoff list of, of an extra team—I think that's cool. Um, and the Rooney Rule is something that's a work in progress. Uh, you know, again, um, I'm a result of it. I've been very fortunate to, to be into that category. Um, but I do think that you know we've got to continue to work it and improve it um, because I think if you look at it statistically. Uh, minority coaches have a pretty good winning percentage, um, and for the numbers, I, I really do. So, who knows? Coach, do you think Cam Newton could ever get back to MVP level? Should he be healthy again? Well, I don't want to talk about another team's players, but one thing I will say is I'll, I'll I would never bet against Cam Newton.